0: Turn your Bible to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, beginning with verse 11. I finished reading this a little while ago. I'm going to speak briefly tonight on something that's very, very pressing and important to us. Has to do with the two last judgments. There are many judgments mentioned in the Bible. In Hebrews 9.27, is appointed a man once to die after this the judgment. And we all know about the judgment. In Genesis, in chapter six, when God looked down, saw the thought of man was only evil continually, he repented God that he had made man. He determined to destroy his creation. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And God told Noah to build an ark. Give an invitation. And for 120 years, he preached. Gave invitation. Nobody came. And then the flood destroyed the whole creation. I heard a man on the radio the other night talking about this. Well, it was late broadcasts after midnight on WKCT. They talk about all kinds of crazy things. This particular guy was saying, the continent Antarctica was the Atlantis continent that nobody knows where it was. It sank during the flood, and when the flood disappeared, came up, frozen. That was his idea. That might have happened like that. I don't know. but it's very interesting. There was the judgment of the flood. Then later, the two nations, the nation of Israel divided into two groups. <clears throat> One was the northern kingdom, Samaria, the other was the southern kingdom, Judah. The northern king became worse and worse and worse, waxed evil in their sins, and God allowed the Assyrians to come and take them into captivity. They're called the ten northern tribes. As far as we know, they never came back. Southern Judah should have learned from northern Judah, but rather than that, they went on in their sin. Finally, God allowed Babylon to come and destroy southern Judah. Another judgment. All the way through the scripture we see that it's appointed to men once to die, once to die then the judgment. Well, when, when we die spiritually, there's a judgment that comes. That's what happened in Genesis. They died spiritually. That's what happened in northern Israel they died spiritually, Southern Israel died spiritually. Now, each of those came back. When a man today dies spiritually, he never comes back. The Bible says he goes to a terrible place called hell. There are two more judgments that I wanna mention tonight one is the Bema, judgment throne, the judgment of God's people. If you'll turn your Bible to 1 Corinthians 3 and look at that for just a moment. The reason I had you start in Titus is because that's what we're going to judge about. But in 1 Corinthians 3, notice this. Begin in verse 12. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed as by fire. The fire shall try every man's work as what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Now, this refers to the judgment of God's people. This judgment is not always called a judgment because the word judgment basically means an eternal casting away. But what he's saying here is that at the end, of this age when the Lord Jesus comes a second time he's coming in the air for his own later to come to the earth with his own but when he comes to the earth with it for his own he'll take us up there will take care take place the judgment seat of Christ and the marriage supper of the Lamb. the judgment seat of Christ every one of us will appear there And like Brother Jerry Gifford said in the message this afternoon, everything about our lives will be revealed. Can't hide anything. Now, that judgment is for God's people. Because what Christ did at Calvary, our sins have been forgiven and set aside But what happens at the judgment of the great, of the Bema throne, we're asked, why did you do what you did? That's the reason Paul says in Titus, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men teaching us. When you get saved, the grace of God inside teaches each one of us certain things. What does he teach us? Now keep in mind, if you're not saved, you're not taught this. Your mother may teach it. You may hear it in church. You may hear it from a Sunday school teacher. You can cast it off. But if you're really saved, the Holy Spirit will teach you this. And when you hear about it, God will say that's amen. That applies to you. So you, just, you can classify yourself tonight as you hear this. Here's what it teaches. Denying ungodliness, and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for us that He might redeem us from all iniquity, purify Himself, or procure people, people's through third works. Now, listen carefully. If the Holy Spirit does not teach you that, you're not saved. That's what this says. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us. That grace inside, the love of God inside, teaches us to deny ungodliness, worldly lusts, we should live soberly, godly, righteously in this present world. The Holy Spirit teaches us that. Now, back in 1 Corinthians 3, if any man build upon the foundation of gold, silver, precious stones, or wood, hair, or stubble, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it. What will happen at the judgment seat of Christ? If we revealed what we've done, we'd be asked, "Why did you go to church? Why did you preach? Why did you sing? Did you do it just for the glory of men, just so we would get satisfied, or did you do it to the Lord? Do it for the Lord." Whatever you do in word or deed, do all to the glory of God. Let's go back to Titus again. The grace of God that brings salvation teaches us to deny ungodliness, ungodly living. What is ungodly living? Well, ungodly living is worldly living. The grace of God teaches us to deny that worldly living. Worldly living is living the way Hollywood lives, living the way the television people will live, living the way the world system lives. I probably don't need to go any deeper, but it has to do with revelry, drinking, cursing, free sex, Listen. not It has to do with ignoring what God says about one man for one woman. Never before in my lifetime, as far as I can read in American history, have we discussed the idea of men marrying men and women marrying women. That's a popular thing today. And groups are divided over whether that's right or wrong. What they're really divided over is whether they believe the Bible. What God's Word says. we will have to deal with that at the judgment of the Bema throne. Now, I'm not saying that people involved in that are not saved. I don't know whether they're saved or not. But that will be part of the judgment at the Bema judgment throne. What did you do with what I said? Now we'll come a little bit closer. The Bible says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Proving that I will sayeth the Lord of hosts, for I am not open to the windows of heaven, Pour you out a blessing and not from his room and you don't receive it. What did you do with my teaching on tithing? Well, I couldn't afford it. All right, I spent my money for other things, very, very important things. But I, I know you said bring your tithe into the storehouse, and the storehouse is God's church. I know you said that, but, but Lord, you know I couldn't afford to do that, so I just didn't do it. Well, I thought I'd come up with the judgment of the great white throne, the judgment of the throne. What'd you do with what I asked you to do? you do it or didn't you do it? Now, again, let me remind you, this does not have to do with whether you go to heaven or hell. Those who are saved appear before the Bema judgment throne, the children of God's people. The lost are reserved for another judgment. I'm coming to that in just a moment. But God's people need to remember the Lord tells us certain things that are very important. For example, in Colossians three sixteen, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. God's people are singing people. I like the way you sang tonight. I like the way these men came up here and sang. Appreciate the way Michael sang and Brother Brian sang. And uh, the singing is great. You know, when when God is living our lives, he gives us a song to sing. Not everybody can sing like Caruso. Not everybody can sing like Brother Mike and Brother Brian. Not everybody can play the piano like Mrs. Brown or the organ like Miss Rita. but every one of us can rejoice in our heart, make music in our heart, and can sing with grace to the Lord. All those things come up at the judgment of, great right, judgment of Bema Throne. Keep that in mind. That's reason, again and again, Paul says, the grace of God that bringeth salvation teaches us certain things. To deny ungodliness, worthy lust." live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world, looking for the great, for, for the blessed hope, and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior. Each one of us needs to look forward to his coming. I don't know when he's coming, he's coming again someday soon. It may be in our lifetime. It may be someone in this room. who will live long enough that Jesus will come and you'll go up with him. Won't there be something? Now, there's one more judgment we'll talk about. Turn your Bible to Revelation Revelation chapter twenty. Beginning in verse eleven. I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it from his face the earth and the heaven fled away. There was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before the Lord, before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. Death and hell delivered the dead which were in them. They were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. Now. The first judgment at the Bema throne, we're not judged according to our works. We're asked, why did you do what you did? At the judgment of the great white throne, those who have said no to God's only remedy for sin, keep in mind, listen, God only has one remedy for sin. It's not baptism. God's only remedy for sin is not church membership. God's remedy for sin is not turning over new life, living a certain life. God's remedy for sin is blood. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses us from all sin. The only thing that can cleanse from sin is the blood of Christ. That water cannot cleanse anybody. It may be able to wash the outside, but what we need is inside cleansing. Only the blood can do that. So here he says, those who rejected God's only remedy for sin. The only remedy is the blood of Christ. You've said no to that. I'm gonna stay with my own religion. I'm gonna stay with my own way. I'm gonna do whatever I wanna do. I'm not gonna come to Christ. You can do that. But you'll be in the company of the unredeemed at the judgment of the great white throne. The sea will give up their dead which are in it. Death and hell will give up the dead which are in them. See, when a person dies today, he goes to that place in paradise in in eternity divided between paradise and hell. One day, hell's gonna give up the dead which are in them. They'll be at this judgment of the great white throne. Then they'll be cast into the lake of fire forever. That's a terrible thing to think about. Preachers have been preaching about it for years and years. Sometimes it touches people's hearts, sometimes it doesn't. But it needs to be preached. When you recognize there's a judgment coming for those who have said no to God's only remedy for sin. There's only one remedy, the blood of Christ. If you say no to that, then one day you'll be at the judgment of the great white throne In Revelation 21, there's an obscure verse that says, God will wipe away the tears from their eyes. Who's he talking about? People in heaven. Why would they have tears then? Sometimes we say there are no tears in heaven. Well, that may be true. But is it possible that the great white throne judgment We will be there as witnesses and those who are lost will go down, separated from God forever. And you and I will know that we were with them, we knew them, we didn't do much to try to win win to Christ and here they go into hell forever, into judgment of the great white throne forever and we did nothing, then God will come along and wipe our tears away. He'll have to because there'll be terrible sorrow. Now, that may not be what it is, but that's what it looks like to me. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, we're facing two eternal judgments. One is the judgment of the great white throne for those who have said no to the Lord. The other is the judgment of the Christians. We call it a judgment, really, it, you might say it's a time of questioning a time of asking, why did you do what you did? For the love of Christ constrains me. The reason we do what we do for the Lord is out of a motivation of love. Let's do it as under Christ. Let's bow together in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the goodness of God. Thank you for what you've said in your word. Help us to obey it, to believe it, and to serve you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's stand, please. What hymn number? 500, pass me not. Page page 500, pass me not, O General Savior. Now listen, if you're here tonight and you've been saved, you need to come forward and let me tell the church, you're one of us now, you've been, you're a Christian. There's some here maybe need to follow the Lord in baptism you come and we sing this invitation so I can let the church know that you've been saved. If you're here and you've never been saved, don't turn the Lord down tonight. You've heard during this past few weeks, the message again and again and again by different preachers, don't turn Jesus away. Pass me not, O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. That means that Jesus is here tonight and you're saying to the Lord, don't pass me by, I want to come to Christ. While we sing, will you come?